Today we want to talk about kingdom prosperity. I'll talk about it. We'll spend some time to pray. Praise God. There is an anointing to prosper. And when that anointing comes upon your life, everything you do just prospers. Praise God. You don't struggle. Hallelujah. I need that anointing on my life. I don't know about you. I think that these people don't need it. You people need it. I think you, 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 the way you need it is too small. I'm coming. I'm giving you a second chance. To you, are, you, you need it, right? I need it like anything. <laughs> Praise God. And when we begin to pray, don't look at somebody. Can never tell. Maybe that guy has $1 million in his account. So prosperity, that is not what he needs now. Maybe what he needs is that his marriage will be fixed. We are all at different levels. So when you come to church, don't look at somebody. Right now, if I ask us to pray about marriage, some of you are already married. So praying about marriage, you are just going to be looking at. And, you know, whilst the single people will be yaka you, you you will just be there, <laughs> you know. The same way with prosperity. Hallelujah. I was telling the prayer team yesterday that a man of God went to a service and, and, and he was telling people that the angel of prosperity is, is in, the, in their midst and that if you can pray very high, that anointing is going to come upon you. Things will just begin to change about your finances. Everybody was praying. The pastor was on the floor. I mean, the whole pastor, he sat on the floor and was hitting his hand on the ground. It means that the pastor needs the money than anybody. Because he, he's the only one who knows what is happening. Hallelujah. Now, there's this young lady there just browsing her phone. Oh, they were praying. Like, she was just there. So the, pastor, the man of God who was leading the prayer, you know, sometimes when you're leading prayer and people, you feel some way. So he went to say, young girl, pray. <laughs> he said, money is not my problem. Wow. The car she brought to church, that's a young girl, like 23. The car she brought to church is the latest Range Rover autobiography, 2015. You don't have one. <laughs> so if you are praying, you must pray. <laughs> Maybe the guy sitting by you, he's packed two autobiographies in his house. So if you want to pray, don't look at him. Hallelujah. If you can scream, scream. How many of you need some money in your... In your... Hey, you, I think that you have packed some autobiography you have. You, you need it, right? <laughs> Genesis. <laughs> Genesis chapter 12. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. Praise God. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a what? Thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. And verse 4, so Abram departed as the Lord has spoken unto him. Praise God. Now, God wanted to bless Abraham, but he told him, get thee out of your country. Get thee out of your kindred. Hallelujah. It was a call out of his usual life so that God can bless him. Now, 
you have been born again, and you have been born again into a kingdom. And in this kingdom, the kingdom you have been born in is a kingdom of riches, power, and glory. Oh, your amen is weak. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now that you have been born into a kingdom where there is money, there is riches, there is glory, you have to begin to change your mind and begin to think like how the people in that kingdom think. When you go to England, they have their own way of doing things. You have to do it the way they do their things. Praise God. Even when you, when you speak the English, you have to speak like the queen speaks it. Because if you don't speak what they'll say, ah, he got accent. Because they'll know you're an African. Praise God. Now, if, if you're in a kingdom, you must do things the kingdom way. Tell somebody, do things the kingdom way. So God called Abraham out of his kindred, out of his country. Now God is calling you out of Ghana. It's a call. So as long as you're in the kingdom of God, God has called you out of Ghana. He has called you out of Africa. Your kindred, you are no more a black man. You have been called out of black men. You have been called out of your family. And why is God doing that? So that he can bless you. Because your family, where you come from, is not, how they do their things, is not in the same way in how things are done in the kingdom of God. So you have to come out from your family. Come out from your country. Ghanaians think in a certain way. I've been telling people, don't think like a Ghanaian. Think like a kingdom man because it is a call. And God is expecting you to answer that call. The Bible says, and Abraham did as the Lord said unto him. So Abraham came out of his kindred. Came, Abraham, look, before then, Abraham was already a rich guy. Abraham was, he had money. But money is not what God wanted to give him. God wanted to give him the blessing. There's a difference between money and blessing. Hallelujah. So God wanted to bless him. Because he said, I will bless thee. Anyone that blesses you will be blessed. It means that the blessing becomes contagious. Just like Ebola. If you get close to that guy, you'll be infected. Just like Abraham, God wanted to give him an anointing. Said that when you get close to him, you too, you'll be blessed. And he said that anyone that cursed you shall be cursed. It means that the blessing can bring a curse. If you speak against Abraham and do things against Abraham, that blessing that's supposed to come to you will become a curse. That is how dangerous that is. How many of you want to answer the call? You want to come out from your country? Yes. Which country? Huh? Yeah. Oh, speak to me now. Yeah. You are coming out of Ghana, right? Come out. Tell somebody, come out, come out. Come out. Because what God wants to give you is not Ghana cities. It is the blessing. Are you ready for the blessing? Yeah. Tend to I think that that guy that looked at look look for somebody else. Are, are, are you ready for the blessing? Yeah. Turn to another person and say, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Are you sure we are looking for the blessing? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you people, you are very, very blessed. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Go to chapter 13. The next chapter. She have been born into a kingdom of prosperity. Look at that. And Abram went up out unto Egypt, and all that he had, and Lot 
with him into the south. Uh -huh. And Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver, and what? Wow. So that is the evidence of God's blessing upon his life. It's not everyone that is, is blessed that has money that is blessed, but everyone who is blessed has money. And God wanted to prove to Abraham that as long as he has blessed him, he got to have the dough. Tell somebody, do you have the dough? <laughs> look, at, look at what he was reaching. And Abraham was very rich in cattle. Then they, 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 they needed this cattle, but now you don't need cattle. What do you need? Huh? Range of us, huh? Jet, whatever you want, put it there. Write it in your Bible. Oh, no. There are things that when I read my Bible, I write. There are places I write my name there. So whatever you want, change it. Write it there. I've, I've given you the audacity to do that. So the next time when you read it, you don't read that. And Abraham, you read. And Daniel Doku is not worse. Is <laughs> very rich in. Huh? I, I don't need cattle. Okay, I don't know what you want. He was rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. Praise God. Now, so God made that kind of covenant with Abraham. And God promised him that from that time on, all his descendants are going to be rich. And it's there up to today. Wherever you go, the Jews, are, are, they, they are loaded. Praise God. Wherever in the world they live in the best places. You go to London, the Jews live in the best places. In the U.S., they live in the best places. I mean, they, they are loaded guys. Can I get a very big amen? amen? So every good truth starts from Genesis and ends in Revelation. And our father, Abraham, was very blessed. So it means that Christians must be blessed. There's nothing wrong if you are blessed in material things. There's nothing wrong. Sometimes people say that when God blesses you, you become so much rich in material things, you are going to backslide. Maybe you backslide, but not me. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Because what I know is that if you don't have, that can rather make you backslide. Because now your attention will go on things. But when God blesses you so much, money becomes nothing. That is why he said that you shall lay up gold like dust. So money is, is nothing. Look at somebody very soon. very soon. Say, I want to prophesy into your life, to into your life. that very soon, very soon. Money, money will be nothing, will be nothing. To, you. to you. I mean you. <laughs> Can I get a very big amen? Yeah. Praise God. See, I love the word of God. Hallelujah. Now, Abraham has to obey God. So the first way to prosper in the kingdom, you have to learn to obey God. If God tells you something, that is that what, is what you, have, you to have to do. So obedience, so obedience. Abraham, Abraham obeyed. God just came and said, my friend, leave this place. Abraham was comfortable. He said, leave. So if you are ready to obey God, you are ready to prosper. When God says something, you, you don't take it lightly. You jump into whatever God is saying and you do it and you do it as he said it. And when you are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are an obedient child of God, the blessing is already yours. Can I get a very big amen? amen. Hallelujah. That is what we sing. Abraham, blessings are mine. 
Because God started with him. And God is going to end it with you and your generation. A time will come, your generation to come, maybe the time for infinity generation. Money will never leave that generation. Yeah. Uh, are you sure I'm talking about? No, I think I'm talking to this, the people here, your children, your generation. Yeah. Hallelujah. See, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. and highly favored. I'm Can I get a very big amen? amen. Praise God. Now, when Abraham, Abraham got blessed, there were things that he did. Can we, can we learn from Abraham? Okay. Genesis chapter 14. Okay, let's read from verse 14. And when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318. Look, all these people were, were living with Abraham. 318 people. He has not even mentioned their wives and their children. They were all living in his house. That should tell you that the guy was rich. To feed three people every day, you think it's easy? No, I'm asking, is, that, is it that easy? These people were living with Abraham. 318 <laughs> plus their children. And Abraham was not moved. He was training them. He was feeding them. He was clothing them. Wow. May God give you that capacity. Yeah. Very soon, God will bless you. You begin to adopt children. You begin to just bless them. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Look at that. Born in his own house. Some of them were born in his house. <laughs> 318. And pursued them unto Dan. Uh -huh. And he divided himself against them. And he and his servant by night and smote them and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods and also brought again his brother Lot and his goods and the women also and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter. Came at the valley of Shaveh, which is the king's dale, and Melchizedek, note that guy, Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he, he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of what? And blessed be the Most High God, which had delivered than enemies unto thy hand, and he gave him sights of all. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, Abraham, Lot was in trouble. He left Abraham, he fell in trouble, and Abraham decided to go and rescue him with all his guys. Abraham trained guys in his house, rescued him, and they took everything from the people. Now, there he was. And Melchizedek, the Bible says, is the king, the priest of the Most High God. The Bible talks about him that he has no genealogy. Nobody knows where he comes from. But what we know is that he is the king, the priest of the Most High God. And he came and he blessed Abraham. And after he had blessed Abraham, Abraham gave him tithe of all. Somebody say of all. It means that if Abraham was able to capture gold from the people, 
Abraham took all the gold together and gave, calculated one tenth of that gold and gave it to Melchizedek. If they were cattle, he counted, divided them, and gave him one tenth to what? And he gave one tenth to who? So he gave one tenth to Melchizedek. Everything that he had, the Bible says he gave tithes of all. Praise God. Now, for Abraham, to, God has already blessed him. But for him to remain in that blessing, he needed to receive tithe. He needed to give tithe so that the priest of the Most High will bless him. Oh, are you getting this thing? So the priest of the Most High God, Melchizedek, blessed Abraham. This man is already blessed. But you see, he brought bread and wine. Where did the guy come afterward? Do you need bread and wine? But he brought bread and wine. Still signifying spiritual stuff. Hallelujah. And he released a blessing upon Abraham. So if Abraham paid tithes, it means that if you want the blessing to remain, you have to pay your tithes. Because this is the man that God blessed, and he looked for a man called Melchizedek. Melchizedek is a typology of Jesus. So it means that Abraham took tithes and gave it to Jesus, one-tenth of all. It means that when your money is sub submitted to the authority of Jesus, your prosperity is permanent. Now, you have to understand that tithing is not a law. Uh-huh. Titan was not... Abraham never knew the law. The law came by what? Moses. And grace came by Jesus. So, Titan was neither under, neither under the law nor grace. It was before the law and it was before grace. Because this was the man. Abraham was a patriarch. And Abraham decided to pay tithes. Because when the king came, the Melchizedek, which was a typology of Jesus, he revealed there was a revelation that was given to Abraham. And from then hence, every of his children began to pay tithes. Why? When he saw Melchizedek, that revelation came. So Abraham was the first man who received the revelation of tithe. Wow. Say Wow. So, if you read Hebrews chapter 7, it lets you know that even in his loins, as he paid tithe, he paid it in his loins. All the children that came, they were affected by the tithes that Abraham paid. Can I get a very big amen? amen. So, it means that to prosper in the kingdom, forget about Malachi 3, we'll come there. <laughs> because this was way before Malachi. Hallelujah. Now, when Moses came, Moses now put the titan into the law. So now, they were no more paying or re releasing tithes as in the revelation that Abraham had that Jesus, the typology, Melchizedek, must receive the tithe. But now Moses instituted a law that the, the tithe must go to the Levites. Because the, he, the, the Levites, God gave him, told them, let them give the Levites because these guys were not doing anything. All they were doing was they were in the house of God. The, God wanted there to be food in the house. That's why Malachi 3 says they are bringing all the tithes into the house so that there will be meat. 
so that the Levites can get food to eat. Because they are not working. God commanded them, don't work. Stay in the, in, in the, in the tabernacle and receive. Can I get a very big amen? amen? And make sacrifices and prayers on behalf of the people. Praise God. So Levites began to receive tithe. But it was under the law. So under the law, if you didn't pay tithe, you are cursed. But Abraham was not cursed. He was already blessed. Whether he paid tithe or not. Oh, are you getting this thing? Are you sure? Because God had already blessed him. And he had become rich. But then, for him to sustain that riches, he had a revelation about fighting. And he made all his songs. His generation began to pay. But when he read Moses, Moses now instituted this thing to law. Now paying tithe has become a law. Don't pay tithe under law. Pay it under revelation. Amen. Can I get a very big amen? amen. So now Moses instituted this in the law. That's what Malachi if you don't pay your tithe, you are cursed. And preachers, you are not cursed. If God has blessed you, you are already blessed. But to sustain that blessing, you have to take one-tenth of everything that you have. It's a revelation. If you don't catch it, it's not compulsory. But I pray that you catch the revelation. Can I get a very big amen? amen? So the guy caught the revelation and said, wow, if this is it, then tithe of all. This is not grace. This is no law. Are you here? So some preachers preach that, oh, since the law has been abolished, tithes have been abolished. Abraham didn't know any, any law. So it has not been abolished. Tell somebody it has not been abolished. It's a revelation from Abraham. Not Moses. In Hebrews chapter 7, we say that the priesthood have been changed. And Jesus Christ has come in the, as a priest in the order of Melchizedek. So if Jesus now has come as a priest in the order of Melchizedek, it means that when we pay tithe, we must not pay it as it is paid to the Levites, but we must pay it as Abraham paid it to Melchizedek, which was a typology of Jesus. So now we pay it in a revelation that the tithe, we are using it as a point of contact. I am already blessed. It's not because I don't pay it, I'll become cursed. If God has blessed me, he has already blessed me. He who is blessed cannot be cursed again. But I have to get the revelation that God has so much blessed me, so I calculate a tithe of whatever God gives me as an increase, and I release it back to him as Jesus, so that he can use that to protect my finances. Can't, is this not simple? So why are you not paying it? Ask your neighbor, so why are you not paying? Oh, I know you, you have been paying, I have been paying. Praise God. Everything we do in the kingdom, if you don't do it under revelation, you'll not reap of it. So in the kingdom of God, nobody should force you to do something. You must catch the revelation. Because when you catch the revelation, you do it with understanding. And when you do it with understanding, you get blessed of whatever you are doing. So they say, don't pay that, you'll be cursed. Now you are paying it under fear. And because you are paying it, you don't want to be cursed. You're already blessed. So you are, and you are not seeing the benefits of it. But today, I think that veil is being broken. Amen. And now you are going to do it with understanding. Amen. Can I get a very big amen? amen. So Malachi 3 said, bring ye all the tithes 
into the house, they'll be meeting the house. He said that and test and prove God whether he will not open the windows of heaven. So the tide actually opens the windows of heaven over your life. It is the basic of giving. I, if you give God one million, God doesn't need one million. I told you from the beginning, if you want to prosper, it is by obedience. So if God said, give him tight, give him the tight. That is the basic. When you do that, the windows of heaven have been opened over your finances. After you have been blessed, if you want to sow more, praise God. But the tight is the basic. Tell somebody, it is the basic. Tell him again. Praise God. So I, I, I have people, so many people, they put so much fear in us. Anything that put fear in you is not, is not God. Because Jesus Christ came to give us liberty. Hallelujah. But it's, the fact that we have liberty doesn't mean that you can do whatever you want. Can I tell you something? Most grace teachers have made you to feel that grace means that you can do whatever you want. Uh-uh. Grace doesn't mean that you can do whatever you want. The Bible says, in that the law was weak in itself. The law was weak. Thou shalt not. Don't do this. It was weak. You will do it. As long as they say don't, that's what you do. Don't jump the wall. You will find, why shouldn't I jump the wall? So you jump and see what will happen. So the Bible said, Paul said that now the law was our schoolmaster. So the law was ruling over them. Them, not you. You have never been given the law. So why are you talking about law? As a Christian, you have never obeyed the law. You were never born into the law. You were born straight into grace. So you have even never tasted the law before. That is why I don't worry myself to teach the law. Because the law is not for you. It were people who have already experienced the law. The Jews, they are. So when we meet Jews now, we can now talk. Oh, you are still doing this. You are still buying your hair. Hey, hey, hey. Grace has come. But you, you are already born in grace. You have never experienced the law. Can I tell you something? You have not, how many of you have experienced the law before? The law, there is a way to shave your beard. If you shave your beard like mine this way, you can't preach. <laughs> because there is a way to shave your beard. <laughs> how many of you have been given a law to shave beer? So it means that the law is not your problem. It's the problem of the other guys. Can I get a very big amen? So I, we don't need to teach love versus grace, love versus grace to people like you. No, no, no. You, have already, you were born into grace. Everything that they couldn't do, now grace gives you the empowerment, the ability to do. Let me show you scriptures to back this thing. So that if somebody's talking about law, tell him I'm not part of this. Romans chapter 3, verse 19. Today we want to do more, more Bible, Bible. Can I feel free? I need you to be a student of God's word. So that when somebody is talking, you can, you can speak well. Hallelujah. He said, now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith it to them who are under the law. Were you under the law? So he said that whatsoever the, whatsoever the law saith, it saith to them who are what? So if they pay tithes, those people pay tithes under the law. It means that under the law, if you don't pay tithes, you are cursed. But thank God you were never given the law. So you are not even paying tithe under the law. You are paying it as Abraham paid it to Melchizedek. So if you don't pay your tithe, it doesn't mean that you are cursed. Somebody say, if you don't tell them that they don't pay. Oh, come on. 
you will pay it because you want to get a revelation. Ah, can I get a very big amen? So whatsoever the law said, he said them to them that were under the law, that every man may be stopped and that the whole world may become guilty before God. Galatians chapter 3, anything you want to really establish, you must give at least two or three scriptures. Because the Bible says, by the mouth of two scriptures, uh, two witnesses, a matter shall be what? So I can't base this in on only one scripture. If there's any revealed truth, it must come to two or three scriptures. What is this? Roman, Galatians 3, 13. 13. This is the scripture we all quote. How many of you have been redeemed from the law? You have been redeemed from the law. Shame on you. We just said that the things which were those who were, the things that were said, it was said to them that were what? Now you are telling them that you have been redeemed from the law. You see how hard it is for us to come to spiritual truth. So all, all your mind, uh, Christ has redeemed me from the law. You, where, where did you learn the law? Shave your beard, let me see. <laughs> Christ has redeemed us. When Paul said us, Paul was talking about we the Jews. Because Paul had dual citizenship. Paul was a Roman and a Jew at the same time. His father was one of the top people in, 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 in Rome. So he, the citizenship was conferred upon his father. So as long as citizenship had been conferred on his father, by birth, he becomes a Roman. Praise God. Hallelujah. So he, now he is a Jew originally. But he said that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made a curse for us. For it is written. He said the law was a curse unto us. So it was to them that were what? Oh, I'm finding it hard to let you understand this thing. Are you getting this thing at all? Yes. How many of you have been redeemed from the law? <laughs> I didn't have any law. I have never shaved my beard like a rabbi. Like some of you, you'll be having this cap on your head. When we come to the synagogue, you'll be doing this. With scriptures on your forehead. I think everybody must take a trip to the Holy Land. There you understand grace. <laughs> For it is, say, I have not been given the law. Say it. Now, let me give you the last scripture so that when somebody asks you, you can give him three scriptures. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. So you see why tight is not a law? Galatians 4, 4. Look at how beautiful the scripture is. Look, look at it. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of the woman, made under the law. So, to, okay, verse 5, to redeem them that were So if we say that we, we, Christ has redeemed us under the law, now he said that now God sent forth Jesus, the son of the living God. Jesus had to be under the law so that he can take them from the law. So he said that to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Because the law, the law doesn't produce sons. The law produced stubborn people. But grace produces sons. Can I get a very big amen? So the fact that there is grace doesn't mean that we are going to do whatever we want. So now, we, we do not give tight, we don't give it 
based on the Levitical priesthood, we give it under the order of Melchizedek. Because the Bible said Abraham paid tithe of all. Are you getting this? Thing? <laughs> Say of all. of all. To Melchizedek. Can I get a very big amen? amen? So Abraham paid tithe of all to Melchizedek. So now, if you want to be blessed, which you are already blessed, how many of you are already blessed? I think these people are not blessed. Are you blessed? Yes. You are not blessed. Are you blessed? Yes. I think this guy... Are you blessed? Yes. Ephesians chapter 2. He said that Christ has blessed us with all blessings in the heavenly realms. So God has already blessed you. Why will he curse you again? The same God blessed the children of Israel. He said that if any man blesses you, you'll be blessed. If any man curses you, you'll be what? Now, there was a prophet who wanted to make sure that these people are cursed. He called Balaam. He said, go and prophesy. Curse the people. Anytime the guy wants to release a curse, a blessing will come. He said that these people cannot be cursed. There is a shout of a king amongst them. Ah, the king is Jesus. Say, I am already blessed. blessed. Whether I pay tight or not. You see, you are finding hard to say. Because they have told you that if you don't pay tight, you are not blessed. You are blessed. Christ, you know, when you talk about salvation, you have no idea. That because you don't pay your tithe, Christ will now curse you. How much is your tithe? To him. (laughs) I know, maybe. uh, But you see, everything in the kingdom are based on spiritual laws. Grace didn't come and erase spiritual law. It erased Moses' laws. So they are spiritual law. He said that you have to understand that the least is blessed by the greater. So if Abraham was great and there was somebody that had to bless Abraham, the person had to be greater than Abraham. Hallelujah. And because that person had to be greater than Abraham, it took Melchizedek, the typology of Jesus, to lay hands on Abraham and tell Abraham, you are blessed. And after that release, Abraham got a revelation of tithes and said, ah, if you have blessed me, I will take tithes of all and I'll release it to you. Melchizedek didn't need his tithes, but because he wanted his blessing to be sustained and protected, he had to give one tenth of it. Clap for Jesus. (laughs) Tell somebody Jesus loves you. Say it again. So when you, don't, when you pay your tithe, you don't pay it because it is a law. You are doing it because of our father, Abraham. Because the tithe preceded the law. 